This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. When your personal investments need help to reach your retirement dreams and navigating the complex world of financial planning requires an experienced manager, that's when you know you're ready for prime time. Welcome to Prime Time Money on Zoomer Radio with Richard Infantino, Senior Wealth Advisor at RBC Dominion Securities. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Canada's only money show dedicated to those of you 50 plus and your overall investment tax and estate planning and your direct link to all of North America's top money managers with the best ideas on how you can grow your money. You know, last year, 2022, both stocks and bonds went down, and I think they were around 14% down. And if you had a balance fund, you lost somewhere around 16%. So now we're going into 2023. Because stocks and bonds were down so much, which of the two, stocks or bonds, would you think is more favorable today? Actually, it's, it's bonds. It looks like inflation is rolling over and there's a potential soft landing uh, for the recession. The Federal Reserve and the U.S. Bank of Canada won't have to raise rates as much as they thought because of all these numbers that are coming in. And we've been talking about this on the show quite a bit in terms of inflation rolling over. Actually, you're seeing a lot of the sectors that make up the consumer price index, a lot of the constituents of that are actually in deflation. So um, there's a couple areas. Um, one of them is employment, of course, and housing. Those two areas seem to be a little bit more sticky. And it's uh, something that the, the Federal Reserve will look at. So they'll raise rates a couple more times. So when they do that, they're, again, their whole idea behind doing this and how monetary policy works is to, is to slow down inflation. And, and, it's been, and it's been working. So then if they slow it down too much, we're going to go into some sort of a recession. We think that they're pretty close and they understand what's happening here. And because we've seen the turnover in inflation, we could have a soft landing here. And if we do have a soft landing, then these two or three, you know, maybe 25 basis points each, they could, uh, you know, basically choke off inflation and, and make um, the Federal Reserve happy at this point. So what does that do for the bond market? Well, it, it does um, give you an opportunity in the next little while to still get a high rate. So I'm talking about, you know, bonds where you can get 6 and 7%. So if I can get 6 or 7% interest on them, um, that's a pretty good yield. And that's something that we haven't seen for a number of years. A number of years we haven't been able to get that. So now we can go down and buy a Toronto Dominion Bank bond uh, and get ourselves 5 or 6 or 7%. Or we can buy a good utility bond and get 5 or 6 or 7%. You know, secure companies that can get offer us, you know, a great rate and be able to uh, pay us back all our money. And we don't have to wait 25 years to get it. We could get it in, you know, two, three, four, five years here and lock in those rates, which is a, a great rate of return for the fixed income portion of your portfolio. So like holding the balance fund today is, is uh, difficult. It could be a situation where you could take a capital loss and then buy back into the both sides, into the stock side and into the bond side and get yourself a high yield. Because if you're down 16%, it's going to take somewhere around 21, 22% growth just to get back. So you may want to be a little bit more nimble and, and change those, those, those funds around a bit. Plus it'll give you opportunity to get a tax loss on the books and then do a lateral move over into the individual uh, stocks and bonds. So on balance, um, there's still uncertainty in the stock market. I think they'll chop for the next five or six months. And I have um, some great research for you on that too, is uh, how we're going to pick away over the next number of months as rates kind of uh, hopefully um, 
normalize here and we get into a situation where the economy can start to accelerate once again. So uh, is it a great time to invest? Yeah, because you can get these kinds of profits. So what we did today is we, um, we're going to focus a little bit more on fixed income. So we asked um, Ronick Lang, he's the president and CEO of Asset, um, Durham Asset Management. He's going to come and join us and explain all about bonds and why you should be looking at them today. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Richard Infantino and Primetime Money. And joining us now is Ronick Lang. He's the Chief Investment Officer and Portfolio Manager at Durham Asset Management. Hey, good morning, Ronick. Thanks for uh, joining us again here today. Good morning, Richard. Uh, I'm glad to be uh, part of this program again. You know, it's been real interesting. I was at a, a conference all last week and, uh, you know, discussion, of course, on um, what's happening with bonds, what's happening with the stock market, every sector of the bond and stock markets around the world. And, um, you know, it looks like um, from the latest results, you know, inflation is kind of un- under control, but they may be uh, raising rates a couple more times. Like, what, what's, your, what's your outlook on this? So let, let's review the last year, what happened in last year. So last year, Bank of Canada increased rate almost uh, 4%. Um, Fed did about 4.25%. And this was all in response to, to the inflation, which was almost a 40-year high. Um, in the middle of the year, in June, July, we saw that inflation peaked. And after that, it, it has been declining steadily. And now probably it is at a level uh, which is which is not so horrific for for the for the bond uh, for the bonds. Um, so I, I do understand that inflation is still high, but I, I think there are policies in place now where I think it will continue to to decline. Um, but then the reverse is uh, how does this happen? And it happened because the Bank of Canada or the central banks increased the rates. Um, they have already done quite a bit. It's a kind of a, a historic uh, uh, jump in rates in such a short period. But I don't think they are still done because for a very simple reason, the inflation rate is down, but not at the level which they want. So they want to continue uh, to tame this inflation. So I'm expecting another 25 uh, or uh, 225s, if not 150. Uh, and same same we are expecting from the from the from the U.S. too. So there is that it's a, just the tail end of uh, rate increase, and and that is what we see in the in the bonds too. The bonds have started having a positive performance in the last three months and six month period. If you if you look at the index, so yeah, surprise, uh, inflation is tamed, but it's not there where we want to be. Uh, rates have already increased quite a bit, but we still have some to go. Yeah. So as as we have a few to go, and it could be in like February and March meetings, um, would that be um, you know what how will, how will the bonds you know react to those couple of moves? Will they how how will they explain to the listeners like how bonds react to the rate rises in interest? So if if you look at the bond performance, we started having a positive performance in June July. Uh, that was the bottom. And then we had another bottom in, in October, too. Um, but why I'm telling you this is because by June and July, we knew that what the central banks were are, are going to do, and we everything was priced in. I think it's the same over here. We do see in the in the beginning of the year, the bonds in the last 15 days have really done remarkably good um, because the, the underlying rate has really come down. 
which suggests to me completely is that, uh, yes, there might be rate hikes, but they are completely priced in. Uh, going forward, they should not have impact or should not have a negative in- impact on performance. Uh, I think the risk is, again, in terms of if you start seeing a inflation jumping again, and the expectation is that instead of 25 to 50 basis point, oh, Fed has to do more than that. That's where we will, uh, the bonds will get impacted again. Uh, but uh, I think everything is priced in. Okay. Um, so now when, when you're looking at that and saying, okay, we're, we're near the, the, the peak rate uh, increases by the Fed somewhere in these next couple of months, say, um, like what would... Where would you be investing now? Would it be corporate bonds or government bonds, or you know, which which so, area would you feel is more attractive for investors today? Well, corporate bonds are always attractive because they give a additional carry of uh, uh, some basis point uh, uh, over the Canada bonds or underlying uh, under underlying rate bonds. Uh, so definitely, if in the environment where we are thinking that the rates are not going higher, I think we should be in the in the corporate bond fund and uh, and taking advantage of that extra carry. Right now, the the corporate bonds are at a spread level of 170 or 80 right now, which is historically wide compared to uh, compared to where we used to be. We used to be at a half a rate, 90 basis points. So, so if everything goes okay and there is no rate increase we will find that we will have extra carry of almost uh two percent but the caveat over here is this if we think of that there will be a, a recession uh in, in no recession to mild recession is already priced in that's that's not the problem the problem is that if we have a hard landing uh obviously corporate bonds spread widens further uh, and and that that negatively impacts the return. But in that case, there is also one caveat: if there is a recession, the underlying rate will go down, which okay. will have a positive impact on bonds. I think right now we are at a balanced uh, uh, situation where I think we should take advantage of a carry right now, which is provided by corporate bonds. Okay, let's take a break there, Ronick. And when we come back, uh, what we'll do is we'll talk a little bit about um, you know the opportunities and bonds where you're and where you're buying, and uh, talk about the bond fund that you manage. Definitely. Will. Okay, folks, stay right there. We'll be right back. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Richard Infantino on Primetime Money. And with us is uh, Ronick Lang. He's the Chief Investment Officer and he's a Portfolio Manager with Durham Asset Management. Ronick, we were talking a bit about the, the backdrop of the uh, bond market and what's happening with interest rates, and it looks very attractive. Actually, I was at, the, again, uh, at this conference for all of last week, and, um, you know, and we spoke to most people, and we said to them, uh, you know, what's more attractive, uh, the stock market or the bond market right now? And actually... Consensus was the bond market is, is more attractive right now. So tell us about, you know, the fund that you manage and, uh, you know, what you're buying in it. So uh, I, I manage a fund called Dami Corporate Bond Fund. Um, it is a pure corporate bond fund investment grade only. Uh, focus is, is Canadian market only. Uh, so all the Canadian bonds which are issued by uh, infrastructure like airports, uh, like telecom companies, the utilities, um, retail, uh, I, I do all those kind of bonds, um, which where uh, I pick up a bond which has an access carry, uh, as, as I discussed in last session, uh, last session that 
uh, the carry is important for me. What's a carry mean for the listeners, Ron? So carry means uh, bonds are always traded on the basis of underlying plus a spread. Okay. Underlying corporate bond. So, for example, if I'm buying a five-year, say, uh, any telecom bond, what is the five-year? I'm just giving you an example right now. I don't have the exact numbers. But say a uh, five-year Canada bond is trading at 2.5%. Uh, what is the and uh, the bond five-year corporate bond might might be at four percent, which means it has a spread of 150. Okay. If nothing changes. We'll make additional 150 basis points. Okay. So now that bond fund that you manage, it's it's totally corporate bonds. Is that what you're saying? It's totally corporate bond. Okay. Uh, and grade only, and Canadian companies only. So what's investment grade mean? So investment grade is basically bonds are divided into two sections, which are in, uh, investment grade and high yield. Okay. Uh, w- w- in a layman term, I will put it this way, that investment grade funds have a uh, default probability of less than 5% in five years. Okay. Compared high yield where the, the probability is maybe 30 or 40%. Right. Okay. So now when you're looking at uh, picking individual uh, bonds for your portfolio uh, yourself, you have to do a lot of work to make sure that this company is going to be able to, uh, you know, give you the, the interest and pay you back. So it's difficult, uh, I guess, for the individual person to go out and buy those corporate bonds themselves. Plus, when you buy in bulk, you get a lot better deal, too. Yeah, d- definitely, when, when you buy into a pool fund, uh, it's, a, it's a bond fund, is a prospectus-based uh, sort of a pool fund, uh, I do get the institutional price because I buy directly from the banks, okay. uh, big banks or, or, or the dealers. And it's, remember that it's over-the-counter. There is a, some sort of a, a, a skill also to, to how to manage the pricing, how to get the best pricing, uh, which is available for a particular bond. You're right. So then when you, you put together that portfolio now, like what, what, how does your portfolio pay the interest? Does it pay monthly or quarterly? And, and what's the yield right now? So uh, the current yield is uh, right now, uh, I mean, at the end of the year, it was 5.32. Okay. Uh, in days, it has come down to about 4.80. So, so that's the current yield. Uh, uh, and uh, it, I think this is a good time to explain that once the yield came from 5.32 to 4.80, the, the fund has almost returned two and two and a half percent already uh, for for the first fifteen days. Okay, uh, this is not guaranteed forever. But what I'm saying is that how the yield uh, lowering of the yield adds to the value of the fund. So now, when, um, is there explain to the listeners how you could you know make money on a bond, like make a profit on top of the interest? Uh, so so if if we we uh, if investor wants to add uh, add to the bond fund right now. Uh, what my outlook is that if you are saying that 532 was the uh, uh, yield, and if there is no change in interest rate or no change in spread, by the end of the year they will get five more than five percent returns, okay. which is a good in terms of bonds. Comparing that in last two years we have a negative returns. Right. Um, and then my fund um, if, uh, do a monthly distribution too. Okay. And what interest we accumulate, we try to distribute it as soon as possible. Okay. Um, so just to finish off here, Ronick, what, what's the name of your bond fund again? My bond fund name is Dami Corporate Bond Fund. Okay, uh, D-A-M-I? D-A-M-I. Okay. It's a short for Durham Asset Management, Inc. Okay. And it's called, the again, the, the how do you, uh, is it a, a mutual fund or is it a uh, ETF? 
it is a mutual for sold through uh, all the financial advisors uh, i would request your your uh, investors to reach out to their financial advisor and ask them to invest in dami corporate bond fund funds up code is dur okay uh, i think they can reach out to me and we can work on that okay that's great ronick thanks again for bringing us up to speed what's happening there in the uh, world of uh, bonds and and the bond market and the outlook for the bonds thanks again for joining us thanks richard for having me again okay thanks, take care bye Okay, that was Ronick Lang. He's the Chief Investment Officer and Portfolio Manager at Durham Asset Management. Remember, commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund and ETF investments. The distributions are not guaranteed, and they may fluctuate. Please read the prospectus before you invest. Mutual funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated. This show is sponsored in part by Durham Asset Management. Okay, that was a great synopsis there by uh, Ronick in terms of the, the bond market and what you should be looking for. So if you'd like to get some more information on that, of course, you can ask Dominique. And she can give you a list of uh, the bonds that we like today, the individual bonds. And she can also send you out the information on the uh, Durham Asset Management, which is a bond, a corporate bond fund um, as well out there. So um, those are the two things that you can take a look at. I also have a great handout for you today, and it's on a painful subject. Yeah, taxes. So we have to prepare our 2022 tax return um, coming up here, and you have to have it filed by May 1st of 2023. So what we like to do with our clients, and I'll do it with you, and I, we put together a publication on this, is to give you some uh, 2022 um, tax reminders. So when you're getting ready to prepare your tax return, there's things you can do and still save some taxes. And we have a guidebook on it, and it's called the 2022, so that's the tax return that you're doing now, Tax Preparation Reminders. So some of the things are the filing date, of course, so that's you can file up until uh, May 1st. If you owe money, you've got to make sure you pay it on that, you know, on or before that May 1st date. And if you're a self-employed person, you got to pay by uh, uh, June 15th of 2023 and have everything done. But if you're going to be late, what are the late penalties? So that's all set out for you in our publication. Dealing with capital gains and losses. So you sold stuff in your open account in 2022 up until the last trading day. So how do you net out capital gains and losses for this year? If you sold security assets, what to do? If you donated securities, what you have to do? Uh, if you have stocks or assets that went to zero, how do you deal with that? So you, if you're a person that has an account with a, a brokerage company and you had some stocks perhaps over the last number of years and those companies have gone defunct now and you have no number on your statement, how do you deal with that? So we got an, we got an answer for that for you. So um, pension inc- uh, income splitting, how you deal with, how do I deal with pension income? I have this pension, I wanna split it with my spouse. How does that all take care, how's that all taken care of? How do you determine the split? Uh, why you should uh, or shouldn't split your, your income? If one of the spouses passes away during the, the year, what happens in that particular situation where you've been splitting income and splitting assets perhaps in a joint account? Uh, what pension tax credits should you be looking for on your tax return? All the other tax credits and donations. How do you deal with medical expenses and calculations? Um, claiming, you can also claim now mental or physical impairment. There's a tax credit for that. Credits for your grandkids' university, if you're paying for it, or, or their college. There's different credits available for you there. Child care expenses and work-from-home deductions. So uh, that's all new because of you know the phase into the work-from-home. And then dealing with stocks and mutual funds, there's corporate reorganization. So you have a stock, it gets bought out, it gets spun off into another company. How do you deal with all the tax there? That's a big problem, and a lot of people get uh, assessed on those kinds of things. How do you report uh, foreign requirements? 
income transfers, mutual funds, and limited partnerships. They have different types of tax schemes. Now, this is for you to understand because when you give all these slips to your accountant and they do all this work, you should have a working knowledge of what's there. Because there has been cases with us, with our clients over the years where, you know, things get lost in the mail, things get lost in the, in the shuffle between you and your accountant. And then at the end of the day, you know, you're solely responsible for your taxes and they're going to come back and reassess you. So you have a working knowledge of what you should have in there and what you should be expecting. Um, what happens uh, when you don't get a tax slip? Uh, what's on this notice of assessment that I get? Why is it important? And that's all explained. And finally, what do you do with your documents after you file your tax return? So all kinds of important information. And, and the good thing is what we do is we condense it. So it's on about five or six pages. And of course, on primetime money, it's free for the asking. All you got to do is give Dominique a call now and ask her for the 2022 Tax Preparation Reminder Guide. So 1-866-891-2637. That's one 866 891-2637 for the 2022 Tax Preparation Reminders Guide. So get it. Don't pay extra taxes that you don't have to pay because you're just not understanding what all these slips are. Get the guide. It's a quick read. It's in point form, and it explains everything that you should be looking for. And if you have these different documents in front of you, you have a working knowledge. You don't have to know exactly what they are or what they do, but you want to have a working knowledge of what, you, what you're getting and what you should be getting and what you should be looking out for when you get your slips. one 891 2637 Call Dominique and she'll send it out for you uh, right away. Okay, we have about one minute left. We had a great turnout last week and we went over the outlook for the uh, stock market in 2022. The week previous, I was at a conference and we had about four days where we heard from every sector of the stock market, industrials and financials and consumer discretionary, technology, biotech, all those different sectors. And we found out you know, basically what the analysts are looking at for each of those sectors in Canada, United States, globally. And then we talked about uh, the bond market as well. And we did a presentation on that, a WebEx presentation, and that they're free to uh, hop on here. So we're going to do it again because we had quite a few people, but quite a few people couldn't attend this particular one. We're not going to do the same subject matter, but we're going to go over all of those sectors and then update it for uh, February. So if you'd like to... Um, uh, come on to the uh, presentation, or if you can't make it, all you have to do is give Dominique a call and she can send you the notes out. But our next webinar is set up for uh, February 7th. It's going to be at 11 a.m., and it's a WebEx, and it's free. So all you have to do is call Dominique and say, you know, sign me up for this WebEx, and uh, she'll send you the um, the link so that I, all you have to do is basically click on it, and you'll be uh, hooked up live with us for the uh, presentation. And that's going to go over all the stock market. And next week we have a tremendous show because we have a couple of subjects and a couple of different areas that are very timely in the market, and they're very specialized. So things you may not have heard of yet, but they're out there in the market, and I think they're going to be a great opportunity for you. So make sure you tune in next week at 10 a.m. here on the show. When we're going to be talking with Pat Somerville. He's uh, President and CEO of Hamilton ETFs, and uh, Nicholas Marsh of uh, Purpose Investments is going to be talking about you know different investments, but they're primarily focused on best investments where you can make a profit on them, but you can also get a regular income. Okay, folks, you have a great week, and we'll see you next week here on Primetime Money. I'm Richard Infantino. Have a great week. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.